Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hallmarkies podcast. Uh, We're so glad to be here today. We're bringing you a special recap of the very first Mahogany movie, Unthinkably Good Things. And we are just so excited. Let me tell you, everyone who's here. So I'm Anne, and Jasmine is here. Hello. And Bree's here. Hey, everybody. And our friend Dory from All the Fields is here. Hi. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. We're always so glad to have you with us, Dory. And the listeners are always glad, too. They always have good commentary and or just they, they always say how they appreciate your opinions and like to like to hear what you have to say as well. So, Oh, that's so nice. Oh, really? I really see them say that. I'm really, I'm serious. We're so glad that you're here too. So this was a very big moment uh, just for, I mean, us all as, you know, Black women who love these movies and for all the other, you know, Black women who love these movies. And it was just, it was really special. Um, So the first thing I wanted to ask you guys is just, Overall, what did you think about the movie? Um, we'll get into more details of it and things like that, but just tell me kind of, you know, overall, like how it made you feel, what you thought about it, if you think they did a good job, um, that kind of thing. So why don't you go ahead and start, Bree? I loved it. Um, I We were chatting beforehand and I shared with y'all, like I was a little nervous at first just because you see the the commentary by Hallmark viewers that are used to a certain thing before the movie even comes out. And I just knew like as people of color, as a cast of color, they were going to have to bring, like they're going to have to bring it. We're going to have to bring it. Right. And I feel like this movie really delivered. I feel like it was, the writing was fantastic and it's just a beautiful, it has a beautiful message about starting over. And I, even from the beginning to the end, even the very ending of the movie, it's just a reminder that at any time in your life, you can be starting over. And I think that's a universal thing. Like it doesn't take three white characters to portray that. The The beautiful black women in this film did a fantastic job. I loved it. So I can't wait to hear what you all thought. <laughs> what did you think, Jasmine? Oh my goodness. Mind you, if you guys haven't listened to our podcast with me and Rachel talking with Joe, talking with Joe for Drake, this movie has delivered. I sat here for the first time watching a Hallmark film with people that look just like me, black excellent women who is striving to be the best that they can and have that sisterhood, that friendship, and it now has not been seen on Hallmark, and I'm glad that. We're getting to see the first, and hopefully it's not the last. And I just can't wait to keep diving in, because there's so much I've got to witness, including myself, because I studied abroad. So going back to that familiar, like, okay, I know where they're at. I I, I feel it. And there's so, much, there's so much joy. I have so much joy. I laugh with the movie. I cry <laughs> with the movie. And I'm like, don't do that. Don't make scenes. And like, we're going to talk about it more, but overall... <laughs> This movie right here is a stepping stone what Mahogany is doing. And I'm yeah. really excited to be on board with this. What about you, Dory? I I mean, I echo all of your sentiments. I thought it was great. I thought it was really well done. I loved, loved watching this kind of beautiful display of sisterhood and friendship and love. And I thought the movie was really moving and it meant a lot more to me than I expected. I thought it was really, I mean, I think this is going to be a really special and important series of movies. Um, And I'm glad that Hallmark is doing it. It is, it has taken a very long time to get to this place, but I'm really glad that we finally got a movie like this and we got to experience it. And I hope that there's more to come. I would love to see a movie for each of these characters, you know? So, um, bravo. Well done. Keep it up, Hallmark. That's, um, that's funny you say that, Dory. Um, I had, or you had mentioned that too. Um, when we, Dory and I watched the movie together, everybody. So her and I kind of had this, uh, shared experience in watching this movie, which was, uh, just really fun. Um, just to watch it together and laugh together. 
read the tweets that were all going out. There was so much <laughs> on Twitter. It was, I love that. I love seeing all of that, that just the love and the joy and the laughter that people had. Um, that was fun. What you just said, I just put a, a tweet on Twitter and I was saying, you know, I would love to see, you know, a movie for based on or around Reese's character and Melina's character, um, much like, you know, the Wedding Veil trilogy and make this Ooh. like an unthinkably good things trilogy. And then they go to, you know, different places, go to each woman's, you know, wherever they want to go, if they want to make it a trip or go to their home and visit them or whatever. And, you know, dive into more of the characters, more of the stories. I think that would be like awesome. Um, to I love that idea. I can see that. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because now it's something like that the Hallmark audience is, you know, the Hallmark has done before, like they're familiar with how that worked and how it was received by the audience and um, just, you know, how it was done. So I think that could be a really cool thing. Um, but I just, I really just loved just, uh, just seeing these women just thrive and have insecurities and struggle to communicate, but have fun, but laugh, but support each other. But just do all the things that we do in life. Um, you know, it was just, you know, they had real struggles and, you know, real laughter, real fun, real love for each other. Um, and that's just so relatable to everyone. Um, but I love to see just, you know, just success, successful Black women just, you know, traveling and having fun together and just being there for each other, falling in love. It was just it was really special to make. Um, and, and it felt more special than I realized um, as well, Dory. I didn't realize that how special and how moved I was going to be. Um, yeah. Which is awesome. I, I love that, you know, that that's what happened, uh, you know, for us. And it was, you know, in that way. So, okay. So this is a hard question for me to convey, but I think mm. you guys can um, know what I'm going to, what I mean by this. So for you, what makes this movie, what makes it a mahogany movie? What makes it different for you? What about it is more, you know, about the black experience, about black mm. culture, you know, what, what did it do for that part of it? You know, what made it different for you in that way? Um, Jasmine. Oh, what it made. Oh, this is a good question. A very good question for I me. Know. It's like, I felt, it felt so relatable. Like I understand each character. I understand their background. Like we see the same type of trope, like, you know, one of the characters in, from the military just retired. One's a, a professor, one's owning her own business, but it felt so different because I'm seeing it from the black experience. I'm seeing it from our walk of life where I've seen other characters on Hallmark, you know, either from the Hispanic um, perspective um, ancient descent, but actually seeing it from a black experience, just you know, being on that level, like I understand what you mean. I understand, you know, about starting over. I understand about you know real life struggles or what's happening, and I just related to that. And the fact that it's coming from mahogany, especially from women who are when it started from you know greeting cards to where is that now doing movies. It's like the pages of the cards are coming to life, and we're actually living and seeing it breathing our experience that we reap that we're greeting each other with and i'm i'm just here for the ride for it i'm here to just bask in like seeing and understanding and just feeling and i just feel i just feel some some type of joy mm, you know yeah. seeing my experience being displayed seeing that we do travel we do have these trips we do you know fall short we do fall in love we you know take these classes do all these different things and just about having the opportunity to have a chance to showcase that and also have other audience see that. Mm. Like, okay, yeah. understanding our experience. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, what about you, Dory? You know, I think that there's something really um, special and beautiful about Black female friendships. And we really have not seen that in Hallmark on Hallmark at all. Mostly yeah. with yeah. these movies, you see, you know, a white main character and maybe her black best friend. And even if the movie centers a black lead, mm -hmm. they usually have a white best friend or a diverse group of friends. And I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying it's nice to see a 
trio of black female friends. And I think that there is a commonality um, and a shorthand and um, a shared experience that you have, if you are a black woman, that you have with other black women. And I will always love and always celebrate seeing that on screen and seeing those friendships um, portrayed. I think that Karen Pittman and Erica Ash and Joyful Drake all did a beautiful job of conveying those friendships and kind of the unique bond that black women have with one another. You know, it's just, it's something that we haven't seen on Hallmark. It's something that has yet to be explored on Hallmark. So I'm really glad they are kind of finally dipping a toe into these waters. And I think they did a really great job of portraying Black female friendships. I thought that there were so many little moments that you might not even have picked up on that just are unique to Black women and our friendships and our shared experiences. And to me, that's what really set it apart. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I really like that. I really like the way that you explain that and that and that you said that because I definitely see that. Um, what about you, Bree? I mean, it's so hard to follow up on those <laughs> <I> two. <laughs> but to me, I think it just the celebration of Black womanhood um, that, that was it for me. I mean, I don't know if there's this assumption, obviously as like black women, like we walk through everyday life, very aware that this is, this is us and this is how we're presented to the world. And there are going to be times where we're going to cross paths with people that have an issue with that and I think we we walk through the world very aware but at the same time like we're just out here experiencing life just like everybody else with that awareness intact as well Um, and it just I don't know it just felt really nice to have that representation like Oh my gosh, like how often we we loved ha- having girls trips. We love going for drinks with our girls or you know, talking about books or whatever. Like just like supporting each other and celebrating each other. It was just so nice to see that. And the friendship felt so real. I mean, obviously like these are three actresses, but I believed it. And you know, I I feel like sometimes in a lot of the movies I'll watch and it just you can tell that they're acting, but I'm like, are these three friends in real life? So I really, I really love to see that. And I just, I thought of like all the times that I saw some of my favorite, you know, I think of all the times I saw Rakia Bernard and I'm like, she was always the home girl, right? Like she never really was like the star of the movie. And to see three black stars you know, just like running the show. I just, I was like, this is so refreshing. I thought of like my great aunts who watch Hallmark and I'm like, finally they get to see three black women as the stars, you know? And it just, it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. And I'm really glad that we got to experience it. Yeah, it was, it was just so, so special to see like three black leading ladies and, you know, um, maybe I don't watch enough TV. Maybe I don't watch the right TV. I don't know. But I just feel like it's so rare to see Black women represented this way that they were in this film. So many times you see Black women at, attacking each other, angry, you know, against each other, a villain. I mean, just, you know, it's just like so much of that in um, like a negative way. Um, I mean, not everything, but it seems like a lot is. And so I was just like, it was just so amazing just to see these, you know, just amazing, beautiful women just supporting each other, like being there for each other, loving each other. Um, and just, you know, having like a a sisterhood, um, like that and traveling and just having fun. And, um, I just really, really, I don't know. I just, when I was watching it, I'm just like, you just don't see this. Like, this is like not seen enough. Just black women, just being black, everyday black women that they are, you know, and not having to be all these other things that are like stigmatized. 
um, you know, for black women. And so I just, I really, really love that. Um, the sisterhood, even more than the romances, which is saying a lot for me. Um, like I love romance <laughs> more than like anything, but I just love their, their just, just, just how they just laugh with each other and joke with each other. And they're like, you know, no, are you ready to talk now? Like, they're like, you know, like, they're like, mm-hmm. I know you, you're not ready. You know, they just, they just, they knew yes. each other. They loved each other. And that really yeah. came and I did like the mention of, you know, that they went to Spelman and I think she worked also um, an HBCU, I think. Yes. Um, I thought that was a really nice, just, you know, extra icing on the cake things. And um, along with like the music, um, you know, like they had Jill Scott's song Man. and you know, some other songs. And I thought that was great. And so it's just, wow. Yeah, it was, you know, if you're going to kick off a whole brand, this is how you do it. So this is how you do it. <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting for the compilation of the album of every um Mahogany movie of every song that's themed. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to purchase it. I'm ready to play it. <laughs> like, when I heard when I heard it, I felt like I went back to bar to uh barbershop with Clean the Teeth. I'm like, oh, I already know this movie's gonna be golden. It's <laughs> <laughs> like on Spotify or something. That would be I'm just saying, really like cool. yeah. Definitely. It had, yeah, they had good music. So we just talked so much about this um, sisterhood, but tell me like some of, you know, tell everybody some of the, you know, the, the moments in the sisterhood that you just really liked. Um, just, it can be between two, between all of them, just something that stood out to you that you were like, you know, this just really meant a lot to me or I related to it, or it just showed me like their friendship, um, you know, this moment. Or when they were at this place, or you know that kind of thing. Um, uh, Bree, what what's one for you that kind of stood out? Oh my gosh, I I think I think Risa <laughs> and how they just kind of the whole like I'm gonna start doing doggy clothes, and so she <laughs> orders <laughs> a sewing machine, and like nobody really says it. They just kind of sit back and let her do her thing because they know. Yeah. Within a few minutes, give it a couple of days, she's going to move on to something else, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just yeah. love that kind of silent understanding. Like, we don't have to say anything. She's going to move on. Let her yeah. do her thing. You know, it's something she's going through. We don't know. Just let her do her thing. It was just like, they had this understanding, I think, amongst each other. And I do think, and something you touched on earlier was, like, the communication, like, it really showed how their love for each other was there. You could obviously tell they loved each other, but you know, they were keeping secrets from each other and they knew each other enough to where like Melina with the restaurant, just her wanting to keep that from, you know, keep them, keep that from them at first. It's like, she knew how they would react, you know? So it's like, let me keep this to myself. And I just, I think that they got that chemistry down so perfectly. So yeah, there are so many moments. I'd love to hear what y'all enjoyed. Yeah, I know. It's just so many. Uh, what about you, Jasmine? Let's see. I love just like their girl time, their little gossip, like, you know, who are you today? I can't wait to see this person. Wait, wait, you have a date already? Like, just talking about like their, like their girlfriend, not like needs to be back in college. Like, you know, like, wait, 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 did you give him a kiss? Like, I love that look, that their cute little banter. Like, you know, oh, let's get you dressed up for, you know, your date. Like, yeah. it was just like, you know, it was just, it was that bond. I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh, that's like me and my best friend. Like, okay, we're trying to figure out how to try to do this. It was just, it just, it just warmed my heart. I started to cry. I'm like, that's what I wanted to see. And mind you, uh, during Joyful's um, interview, she told, she told me that um, their chemistry was so organic. Like, they're friends in real life now like their chemistry was just so organic in a way that they didn't have to fake the funk as actors they just played off each other and just so like they've been friends for years you can tell yeah yeah oh, i love that I know. yeah I just, you could really tell there was a definite chemistry uh, yeah. between them for sure mm-hmm. um what about you dory i really liked they all kind of we're like mirrors for each other, you know, like they couldn't, um, they couldn't hide how they were really feeling and where they were really at from each other. Um, and they might not be able to find the words or might not have been ready to kind of talk about certain things, but all it took was them just like looking 
at each other to know sharing a look sharing a glance to know to like feel to be seen by the other person and I think that that was really beautiful to watch like there would be the the moments where someone would be talking and the other two just look at each other like is she serious (laughs) right now and that felt very real to me and it's the kind of thing that you know after years of friendship you don't have to say a word and your girl will know how you're feeling they'll know if something isn't right they will know if you need time and space, but they always, but they also know when they need to say something and when they might need to get you together a little bit, which I appreciated. Like that moment in that museum was really making oh, me yeah. laugh. Oh my goodness. Um, yes. <laughs> when they were <laughs> like, we're about out. to talk about this now. <laughs> like a, a time's up. Every <laughs> like, last moment, stop doing this. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> And I loved it. I think that that is, they're like mirrors for each other. They can see the, these are people who know their past, um, who know who they really are and remind each other who they really are. Um, and I love that. There were so many little moments. Like I loved when um, they first get there and Melina and Allison have that moment, I think on the couch when they're mm-hmm. talking about when Melina was sick and just, you mm-hmm. know, having that moment and sharing how far, you know, it was a moment of kind of seeing how far Melina has come after going through something so hard and being able to share that with her friend, I thought was really, really special. Um, And also with Melina and Risa, who kind of could see that Allison needed to be staying in Italy, even though she was fighting it. And they finally, Mm -hmm. you know, ran to her and went to her and tracked her down and had that moment like girl you know you can't leave you know you're not leaving this man like stop playing right now so fine you know exactly like you love this man please shut up and so i just really appreciated those moments you know where they can where it's like you can't hide you that person knows you and they see you and they love you flaws and all and you can't you can't wear the mask that you wear Mm. with the rest of the world with your, with your closest girlfriends like that. And talking about love, I was just thinking when you were talking about Melina, knowing that she's a breast cancer survivor and I am trying to not get choked up about it, but Oh my God, just thinking about, she says, I love you to them quite a few times. And as someone that survived that, that makes so much sense as a character. Like you've, face something that could have taken your life so now she uses every opportunity to tell the people she loves it she loves them like I those know. details like that yes. they just totally got they yes and those are those details are so so important you know when you're really trying to bring a character to life and what a person who's been through that who's been through whatever it is that you know what they would really do and say and I think that yeah the writer on this movie did a really great job just you know in the converse the dialogue and the interactions and the 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 jokes and the seriousness and like balancing all these things like so well Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by W-Rated, the podcast where we willingly watch the world's worst rated movies. Join me, Daisy. And me, Claire, as we break down the IMDb Bottom 100, choosing a different film from the list every episode. We take a deep dive into the plot, production, release and reviews, usually with a special guest to uncover if these films are truly as bad as everyone says they are. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods and anywhere else you find your podcasts. I really, I just, I cannot resist a, um, like a try on montage, especially when (laughs) you dress to show off your girls that you promised your girl. I mean, that's the best reason to have a try on montage. Yes. Um, So I just thought that was so cute when they, when, you know, um, Joy, um, Melina, uh, you know, was trying on dresses and they were just, you know, just having so much fun together. I really liked that. Um, And when they were at the cafe and they're just like, I'm digging your whole vibe. Because like you said, Dory, it's like they know her. They know yes. she's relaxed. 
that she's having fun, that she, her mm-hmm. passion is coming back. They can mm-hmm. just like literally feel that and see it in her eyes and her, you know, her, her demeanor. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that kind of, you know, just that moment. Um, and just, I mean, even the more, you know, serious moment, like I referenced before when, you know, um, Allison's character, she, she can tell Risa was more honest about her issues than uh, Melina was kind of briefly. But, you know, she's like, okay, like, are you ready to talk about it now? Like, you know, she's kind of like, okay, like, you know, you mentioned it briefly. I didn't really, you know, get into it with you because I knew like, okay, she's not ready. But then she's like, okay, like, are you ready to talk about it? Because Mm -hmm. we can talk about it. I will listen. Like, I will, you know, that's not what she says, but you just know that's what she means. Like, I'll be here. I'll just listen, um, you know, to, to what you're going through. I loved that too. And it was also a little bit of like, I've been keeping my mouth shut for a minute, like letting you figure out whatever it is you've got going on. Like it's time, it's time, it's time time to talk. (laughs) It's time to talk. Yes. Time to do it. Okay. Well, you know, we can't, you know, overlook um, the romances because, um, you know, we love romances um, on this podcast. So tell me, you know, what you think about the, you know, the guys, you know, what you think about the actual, like, you know, if there's a relationship you liked more than another one or like relationship moments you, that it was special to you or you related to, or you just thought was sweet or anything, you know, like that. Um, why don't you go first, Brie? I don't think I have one that I preferred over any, like usually, you know, with movies like this, where we have like three characters we're following, somebody kind of gets a little bit left to the wayside, I feel like. But I mean, I loved Allison's romance with the Italian. I mean, all that food and she done met his mama and (laughs) I I was rooting for them. Yes. And then Melina having her like the foodie romance I mean and the guy was so quiet but he just almost had like this quiet strength that I'm like you need this girl get get it together (laughs) just get it together um and Risa and Lance gross (laughs) I was not expecting that um that was such a beautiful story I just every one of their like their conflicts is so real. I mean, her, them struggling to get pregnant and he's just like, I'm going to let sit back and kind of let you figure this out. You know, I, I don't know. I don't have like a personal favorite. I thought everybody deserved a romance and I was happy to see everybody. I was like, is Melina going to go over there and then go home alone? But I was happy to see her, you know, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would have been so sad. Oh, gosh, yeah, if she had to go home alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what do you think, Jasmine? I couldn't pick a favorite either. Every one of them was just so, was just, so unique mm-hmm. in a way. Like, you get to, you know, see Allison with her boo from Italy. You mm-hmm. know, Melita, she's meeting this guy from London. There's, you know, two different worlds from two different ponds coming together over food. And then you have Risa, what the word I would put together. They're conflict, you know, even though they're, you know, can't have their, you know, their child at this moment, you know, understanding like her life path and her marriage is like, wait, wait, you know, having these, you know, like Risa, having these real conversations and, you know, seeing the love flourish. And I'm over here waiting, like, okay, when, when's next one going to come out? Because there's more to their love story and I want to see it keep going. And also, I want to mention that seeing love on an international stage as well like you can find love anywhere either at home or another country or with another race is okay and you know from another ethnic you know ethnic background nationality like blending two two different worlds together i'm here for it yeah yeah definitely what do you think dory you know i agree with everyone i don't think i had a favorite love story from the movie but I feel like I didn't get enough of some of the love stories. Like I didn't get enough of um, we, cause Allison's love story was kind of front and center. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the reason I want two more movies is because I wanted m- more. 
I wanted, you know, I wanted more of Risa's relationship. I wanted more of Melina's blossoming relationship. Like I was so mad and Anne knows this because we were watching it together, but (laughs) I was so mad when Melina um, went on that date and she got all dressed up and like she deserved that date, right? Like she has been through so much. She deserved to kind of feel beautiful and have a nice date with this man who was clearly very into her and we just saw like a little snippet. We just saw them like sitting down. I wanted to see the date. I wanted to see the full date. So I would love to see each of them have a romance centered in upcoming movies. Um, yeah. Because I just wanted more, you know? Y'all, I was thinking about it today. I was like, why can't this be like a Virgin River, a Chesapeake Shores. Like this could have been a series. Okay. Oh, we'll take a season. So we'll take a season. Yeah, <laughs> she even said that in her review. She was like, this feels so much like a pilot because, you know, we were being introduced to, you know, so many characters and so many storylines. So it was like, it really did almost feel like that because at the end you're just like, wait, I need like so much more. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be over, um, you know, so it really did kind of feel like Feel like that i i i'm in love with um what is his name um nico yeah that man can yeah he can he can <laughs> wow i want to some cheese now <laughs> he, the way he talks and looks at that woman is so sweet and yes. it's full of sweetness it's full of desire it's full of like tenderness i'm just like oh my goodness yeah you cannot leave this Italy because if you do um <laughs> yeah, I don't know something's wrong with you <laughs> yeah, and it's so wonderful his mother is so kind and she's trying to give you this wisdom and metaphors and she's mm-hmm. and um you know so I really I really liked him a lot um yeah. but I definitely in my personal life I definitely related the most to um um to Reese's character, um, you know, I've had struggles in my marriage the last few years and yeah, communication is just is so important. Like we have to talk to our partner and tell them how we feel because they do not know. They don't have a clue things that they do that make us feel a certain way. And so I just, I, I like that, you know, that that was, you know, that they needed to communicate and once they communicated and, you know, helped each other to see like you know how each other felt you know then it was better and then they could you know be open with each other and have you know build intimacy intimacy together again because they just like had all this you know questions and you know unresolved stuff that they weren't talking about um so I thought that was just it's always good to you know have that on display to just remind people like you know we need to communicate and talk and you know talk about how we feel it's okay you know that's just what you have to do in a relationship. Girl, she yeah. hopped out the car and it was still moving. It was right? still rolling. That car was still rolling. She did not stop. You know, Lance Royal. I'm just saying. You're right. I would have jumped out of a moving vehicle too. That's true. Accurate. But um, I thought that was an important story and you know, I kind of liked the way that they did it because she obviously loved him. She just, and he loved her. They just needed to really, you know, talk about how they were feeling and, you know, and just be there for each other. So I thought that was just, you know, important and, and good. Um, but, I, but I liked all the relationships. You know, I like Melina's relationship too. And I was just like, ah, I need more of, I need just, I just need more, more. Yeah, I do. <laughs> more, more of, you know, those two, especially because we didn't get yes. as much, like you guys said. Um, so we can't, you know, not talk about the other star of this movie, which is the gorgeous, beautiful Italy. Um, and so girl, I thought you were going to say the sheep. I really (laughs) thought you were going to say the sheep. I was like, where's this going? Is she going to say this? Well, that's where Nico gets his good cheese. And to be honest, it's around that kitchen table scene that, you know, for Allison, it really clicks. Like, I am loving this moment. So you're right, Dory. The cheese was a star. (laughs) Thank you, Bree. She would have stayed if it was for the sheep. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's what Anne said. Anne was like, she ain't going anywhere. She has a favorite sheep now. <laughs> Ooh, you're a black yeah. woman with a favorite sheep. Like, you're not leaving. Okay? <laughs> your favorite sheep, favorite cheese. You know me. which one the sheep is. You know which one's Emma. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> a favorite sheep in Italy. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> and a fine man. Yeah, that part. <laughs> really not. But what did you guys think about Italy? Did you feel like we saw, you know, enough of it? Or did you like the scenes, you know, the things they showed us there? Um, you know, the whole movie set there, they spent money. Um, you know, do you how did you feel about how it was showcased and what we got to see and kind of experience there? Uh, Jasmine, because I know you've been there, so I have. It's been about, let's see, I went there in 2010 for the summer. Okay. So I stayed in Viterbo, which I did not know till after the fact. I read an article that um, they did part of their filming in um, Viterbo. So I'm like, wait a minute, I know some scenes looked kind of familiar. Like I've been there besides Rome, but I'm like, look, I'm like, no, they're definitely in Viterbo. But it was just, yeah. it's the culture. It's like the cobblestone, they're real. Walking into a, a, you know, a small medieval town, like, being commercial with all the greenery everything just fresh you know just breathing in life it's just you know the countryside take your breath away like well i, I how um alice in the movie we were talking about like you know but her writing and stuff like no you can sit there in tuscany and just sit there like in the maze like this could be a great writing place um just meeting the people the food the little cafes because you know you know they're joking in the movie how like you know there's no time schedule there really is not a time schedule like only time they're closed is between um was it one was it one or two o'clock up until about six. And that's what time when they go, you know, be with their families, have lunch, do X, Y, and Z. Almost all the shops are closed, so they open back up for the next two hours and then you're good to go. And everybody's having fun. But it was definitely I wanted to see more Italy, but at the same time I got you got that glimpse, like, okay, I definitely wanted to go see because they're in like that small little area. I think they just went to be terrible and then went to a little bit of Rome and I think went to another place, but you had like a taste, you know, of like, you know, the castle. I'm like, okay, I know where they're, I definitely can feel that in a sense, but mm-hmm. you have to go visit Italy once. Like, yeah, like I your definitely want to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. What'd you think? The coast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Italy is like my dream destination. So I was happy. I mean, I, I know Rachel was like, I'm tired of all the Italy movies. And I'm like, I'll never be tired of the Italy movies. Um, <laughs> I, I think that they gave us beautiful shots of Italy, but I think like culturally they just did a lot with the movie, like all the food and wine and then being in the cafes. And also like when I think of Italy, like Jasmine, Jazz was saying, like I always hear that it's a culture that really um, prioritizes like, I want to say chilling, but like, you know, taking it easy And I think for Allison, like that's where she needed to be. And she didn't realize how much she needed to be there. Because as soon as she like accepts that job temporarily, it's like phones going off the hook, constantly checking text messages. And she loses kind of touch with like the fact that her homegirls are there and she's in Italy. And, you know, everybody's like, put the phone down, like be in the moment. And yeah, I, I think that while it wasn't like, us you know traversing all over the country or whatever I think that what they did give us was like just so perfect all the food the cultural stuff the reminder to just take it easy which I think is a very Italian thing uh I really enjoyed it yeah piggyback off of Brie that's totally true because when I said he brought all my friends were crying like I miss my boyfriend. I miss being home. I'm over here living my best life. Like every <laughs> moment, what I'm doing, Angelotto, going see everything. When I got home, it was total opposite. I'm over here like, oh, I miss Italy. I want to go back. My whole heart's there. Like <laughs> literally, I took every opportunity. It doesn't matter if I was uh, jumping in the Amalfi Coast. Like I took every opportunity and I would not change anything in the world for that. Definitely. I mean, I I just have to go. I I have to. I have to make time <laughs> and money uh, to go. <laughs> oh, more importantly, money. Um, Dory, what do you think? Well, I studied abroad in Italy too, Jasmine. Ooh, where? Oh my god! 
I was in Florence. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, so we need Florence. y'all to go back over there and then call me and Anne. Like, we need y'all to come over here so we can reinvent the movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would can love we that. Do that. Can we go to Spain and recreate the cheetah girl moment? Like, it's all four of us. Like, we can do it real quick. Yes. <laughs> Just saying. Yes. Totally okay, so on Dory board was in for Florence. all of that. You were in Florence? I was in Florence and they had, um, there was a great shot in the movie of the Arno, which is the river that runs through Florence Mm. and the bridges um, that cross it. I think the most famous one is probably the Ponte Vecchio, which they have like a lot of shops, like gold shops. And it's very fun and, you know, fancy. Um, And so the movie made me really nostalgic. (laughs) You know, it definitely made me want to go back i mean to Bree's point like italians man they really they prioritize life and they prioritize leisure and they just know how to live it's kind of a more of a european mentality throughout the continent right like they yes. they take their vacations and they take their time off and there is a real emphasis on loving your personal life and not just your professional life. And I was really glad that they discussed that in the movie with Allison's whole storyline, because I think it, it was, I really felt for her and the conflict she was facing. Cause of course it's easy for us to be like, you have a hot Italian man who wants you to come live on his farm. Like, where do you think you're going? But at the same time, she has spent her entire life achieving And I feel like a lot of black women face this, right, of like wanting to achieve and wanting to um, do more and be more and excel. And it is hard to let to I don't know, it can feel like failure if you let that go. Yeah. Um, And I think that's what she was kind of. Yeah. And I think that's what she was kind of struggling with. And so I'm glad that they had the counterbalance of her you know living this kind of beautiful life and having balance in Italy but part of her being really caught up in her old life because that's really what was happening like old life going into her new life and her old life had been really set up around achievement and she had been through a divorce so you know I'd imagine that there was probably a time where she threw herself into work and work probably really saved her right when she was going through mm-hmm. a difficult time. So, it, and it's hard to let that go. So yeah, I'm, I think it was nice to have the movie set in Italy to kind of show the contrast of like, you can have a job that you love and enjoy that doesn't have to take up your whole entire life. Because as soon as they offered her that chair position, back at a and t they were all over her to do this do that whatever right. and she hadn't even technically started the job yeah. so that's yeah. that american mentality right there i know <laughs> exactly which is why i really like the kind of juxtaposition of yeah. lifestyles essentially but yeah and it's really nostalgic is, in the end i think for us sometimes as as black women we almost feel a guilt because we know how hard all of the black women before us have had to work, you know, and you look at your, your grandmothers, your mothers, your aunts, great grandmothers. And it's like, I can't be the one that, you know, (laughs) I will not fail. And I will not, you know, it's almost like we feel, okay, I'm going to be disrespectful to the ancestors. If I just chill, like they worked Mm -hmm. so hard to get me where I am uh, and so to just take her out of, I feel like, the American mindset and put her somewhere else where it's like, we prioritize life, <laughs> we prioritize love and leisure and family, I think was was good for her. And I think it was a good reminder for all of us, like, yeah, that's the stuff that matters the most. Yeah. 100% one of those people who, what is it, um, works to live not lives to work yeah that's me Mm. I do not (laughs) I do not I'm just like I'm here to get my money so I can live my life do things I want to do I mean which is bad I mean I wish I had some job that I love but that's just not you know what's happening in my life right now um but I've always been like that I've always just been like I want to be able to have freedom 
to do things that I want to do. And yeah. um, I haven't visited Italy, but when my husband and I went to um, Barcelona in Spain, oh my gosh, yeah, it's so, so relaxed. Like every time we were at a restaurant, we would have to beg them to bring us our check. We're like, listen, we have to leave here because we want to go see your beautiful city, but you guys want us to stay here for three hours and chill. I'm like, we can't do that. <laughs> you Americans are always in a rush. That's I it. Know. <laughs> you know, what's wrong? I'm like, can you have a check, please? Like we want, we only be here for four days. We're trying to get, do everything so we can see everything. And oh my gosh, it was a wonderful experience. It was beautiful, but it's definitely a totally different, slower, more relaxing um, mindset, um, which I, which I think would be really good for me to, you know, totally engross myself in um, if I ever had such an amazing chance to do. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. I thought they showed us some really, you know, some great stuff about Italy. You know, we saw the market and cafe and, you know, like, you know, they showed us some views and, you know, like yoga in the countryside and they went mm-hmm. to a winery and. Um, they did a cooking class. So I thought we got some, you know, some good things that they that they brought us, that they kind of transported us so we could, you know, really go with them and, and pretend like we were there. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Um, well, we really covered Allison and why she, you know, decided she needed to stay. So I think we covered that really well. So we don't need to talk about it anymore. <laughs> um, but um, what did you guys... What do you want to see in, uh, we talked about, we would really love to see a series or, um, you know, at least a trilogy, um, would, you know, focused on the other two women's storylines. Um, but what are the, you know, what in the storylines do you want to see, you know, for these women, what do you want to see, you know, happen in their relationships and their personal lives? You know, what would you like to see, you know, going forward? Uh, Jasmine? Let's see, since Joyful let us in on a little, you know, sneak peek of what's happening, she did say that they are greenlighting um, a part two. Oh my gosh. In the interview, she greenlighted that part two. She told us. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so she said we're in the works of doing part two. Right before even the movie even dropped, I'm like, oh no, like this is about to be good. What <laughs> I want, this is why I, okay, this is why I tweeted out, like, this is what I want. I want equals to propose to Allison. I want to see uh, Risa already going to have a baby. I want to see that that journey. I want to see you know Melita get more serious with you no. Know, I call him the London boo. I'm gonna I want to see you know are they, they going <laughs> together? Are they going to create a cookbook? You know I, I want to see that. I want to see Allison have an, another book because you know that was so cute how uh, Melita got the idea. You know about doing like a little publishing book. You know you know her own self though, but just having that book. <gasps> I can see her writing a book about their friendship. I, I want to see yes. it. I need the series. We need the series. Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What about you, Brie? I think the same. I mean, I want to see, you know, what... I want to see how they handle Risa and the the infertility issues. I'd really love to see that. Because um, she has that fear of, like, I'm getting too old, you know? So, and... I feel like infertility can be 
sometimes in romance, I feel like it's more harmful than helpful. Like it, 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 the intention is to be helpful. So it's like magically she gets pregnant and it's like, no, that's not the reality for a lot of women that struggle with this. So I'd love to see what they do there. Um, with Melina. Yeah. I, I want to see what happens with her in London hands down. Cause she does have a restaurant. So <laughs> I want to see what kind of magic they work together. The cookbook. Yes. And yeah, with Allison, I mean, I just want to see her like thriving in her professor role. Like hers feels kind of complete in a way, but yes, I agree with Jasmine. Like let's, let's have Nico stage this beautiful engagement or something. (laughs) They're just meant to be together. (laughs) What about you, Dory? What do you want to see? I don't know. I feel like there are so many opportunities for good storytelling. I would love to see the relationships that Risa and Melina have be centered in these next Mm -hmm. movies. Like you mentioned, I would really like to see Risa's journey to motherhood and, and all the kind of twists and turns that that might take. And regardless of the result, I would just love to see her girlfriends supporting her through it all which I'm sure they will and I would love to kind of jump in with Melina and see what it's like for her to be falling falling in love after going through cancer I mean Mm -hmm. I was really moved by her talking about how she was really fearful of falling in love and being a burden to somebody should she yes. get sick again and I thought I thought that that was just like so real and I would love to see her kind of navigating trusting someone to care for her and falling in love um, I think that could be really interesting yeah and I would love to see them all maybe in a different fun country mm. like are they oh. going to Melina's you know, are they visiting her her at her restaurant with London Boo, as you call right. him? Yeah, I'm calling London it, Boo now. <laughs> yes, London Boo. Are they opening a restaurant in London? And is everyone going there? Is that what's happening? Yes, or, to celebrate the opening, Dory. You know, you know, like I would love that if they were, you know, if we could go to some other fun city or country and see them there. I think what the I think what I want most is all of them together in the same place. Like I don't want any of the like calling in on zoom, you know, like phone calls, flashbacks. No, I want to see these women together sharing space. Yes, I definitely agree. If you're going to do go through doing like this whole, you know, trilogy, like let everyone be there and be in the same place. Like you said, visiting her at the opening of her restaurant or, um, you know, I don't know. Visiting Risa at the doggy clothes fashion show. Oh. Like the opportunities <laughs> are endless. Why did yeah, I have this idea? More tropical setting. Like, I mean, it could be, it could be, you know, a lot of things. But yeah, I just, I want to see, yes, I need to see Nico's proposal because this man is so tender and so sweet. I just have to know what he would do. I just think he would just do something amazing and meaningful and, and sweet. Um, like, and, like the cheese um, better be around in the heart. The cheese, her cheese better be around in the heart. <laughs> with the ring in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 get, they, get, they get proposed and it gets it gets snacks at the end. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, Emma is there. With my cheese, yeah. So I want to see that, and then yeah, I want to see. Um, you know, like you guys said, I want to see the the journey and see what they would do with uh, Risa and her husband mm-hmm. and just them trying to support each other and communicate through, you know, this infertility mm-hmm. and what, you know, kind of storyline they, you know, what they, where they would go with that would be really interesting. And yeah, especially this guy lives in London and Melina, you know, she lives in um, California or California. Uh, California, that's right, California. Um, and, and, you know, like, how would that work? And, you know, uh, in her restaurant and their food passion and, and how do we bring that together? And I mean, there's just so many things I, yeah. We, we I mean, cause there, yeah, the, the restaurant part alone, like, I, I can't remember what the stats were, but out of like restaurants, like chefs, like women are like a super small percent 
percentage mm. of like actual like restaurant chefs, owners and stuff like that. So, I mean, and her being a black woman again, <laughs> I'm sure that makes it even smaller. Yeah. Um, so there's so much they could explore there with her trying to keep the restaurant open. But, you know, she has London booze. So, I mean, we got some loose ends that I I I just hope someone from Mahogany is listening because we have ideas. Hit us up. I just had this feeling that Risa is going to have like a baby clothesline with her doggy line so they could be matching like like siblings. Like I, I could Okay. Risa said, she said at the end, she's like, really guys, a doggy clothing line? Why did y'all let me do that? <laughs> I need Eric Ash to be in more movies because she's hilarious. She's like, killing me the whole movie. I was just like, like even when she, you know, she at the very beginning, she like stole the dog. Like that was so funny. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I loved that. Sue me for custody. Like this she girl was- got an apartment. Hey, <laughs> you have yeah, a, a whole house and husband back in the state. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be an apartment. I'm like, okay, you please get some please talk with somebody. It's not a guy. Yeah, when she got on, on when she got on the phone and was like, "I'm standing in an apartment," he got on a plane immediately. He was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing, Risa?" Now, Joyful, I don't know if you guys listen, but Joyful told Jasmine and Rachel we missed an amazing scene that I mean, because I love, um, I would love the contrast of Risa's character. I guess they showed another scene, right, Jasmine, where she was doing yoga, but she was like so moved that she was like crying. Yeah. Like, like t- her tears were like streaming down her face when she was doing it. I would have oh. loved to see that kind of contrast. Whereas the first time, you know, she like ran away. Like, yeah. she can't be still. She's like so everywhere all the time at one time, just out of control. <laughs> you no, know? Yoga, so yeah, yoga is actually a powerful thing. Like, I remember my friend, she took me to yoga a couple years ago. So, we're doing these breathing exercises. Like, I teach them all, let go, like, just breathe, let it go. And I was crying in yoga. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, it's it was so true. breathtaking. And that should have really been in the movie. Hopefully, if they uh, put it on DVD, which I hope, have that scene in there. Cause, you know, get that. I'd that love to see where, that. As black women, like we hold so much, like we mm. carry everything, like you know, on our backs. Where it's okay for us to release, it's okay for us to cry. Yeah, we see that vulnerability. Like it's okay. Like you know, we don't have to hold everything on our shoulders. It's okay to be vulnerable too. Like we tell our men, be vulnerable. I definitely think that. I mean, I get it. They only have eighty six minutes, but yeah, True. that sounded like it was just a really like powerful and like a great scene that, you know, just one of the scenes that, you know, Tara J. Vaughn said, she's like, we had so much material, but we, you know, we had to cut it to, you know, to fit the, to fit the block. So I would love to see some of the scenes that they cut out um, as well. Well, you guys, we, guess what? We have very soon another Mahogany movie coming up. So we will be together soon talking about a movie coming to Mahogany, or a new Mahogany movie coming to Hallmark Movies and Mysteries on September 11th. It's called To Her With Love. And um, so make sure you guys look for that. Set your DVRs, record it. Um, I think it's um, 8, 9 Central on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, September 11th. It'll be on at 6 o'clock here on the West Coast. And um, we also have a interview um, next week. I'm not going to tell you who the guest is, but the guest mm-hmm. is from To Her With Love. And Rachel and our friend Bree here will both be talking to that guest. So make sure next week you check the schedule and look out for that interview. And um, so we need to find out where we can follow all of you guys. So uh, Bree, where can people follow you? I'm on Instagram at Bree.unabashedly. And Jasmine, where can people follow you? They can follow me here on Twitter or on Instagram at Shereem16. So it's S-H-R-E-E-M-1-6. Okay. And Dory, where can people follow you? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at AllTheFeelsPod. Um, as Christmas is soon approaching, we will be posting new episodes of the podcast. Because you know I was about to ask you. <laughs> you know it was <laughs> Where's the new episode Bree's, story? <laughs> Bree's like, uh, where you been, girl? Um, and she's right. We have been missing in action, but we will be back. You know, 
everyone knows in Hallmark land, Christmas starts before Halloween. So (laughs) in about a month, a month and a half, we will be back in action. We are glad to hear it. And all of us, you know, in this fandom are looking forward to Christmas. Into your bracket. I need to do the bracket this time. I didn't do mine before, but I'm going to do it this time. Even though it's not going to be right, but it'll be fun. There is no right or wrong. It's just fun. It is fun. Well, we look forward to seeing that, seeing you guys uh, come back into the fold of of Hallmark uh, very soon. And um, you can follow me at AWScott21 on Twitter and Instagram. And just make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast all over social media. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your rating and review. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We're almost to 5,000 subscribers. We'd love to get there soon, so make sure you subscribe. Um, We also have a patron group you can check out. So, and you can join for as low as $2 a month. And we have a merch tour with Tee Public, so make sure you check that out. So thanks everyone for listening and we can't wait to see what you have to say. Leave some comments. Let us know what you guys thought about the movie, what moved you, what you thought that they did a really great job with. Um, Tell them if you want to see a sequel, Hallmark listens to social media. They look at all that stuff. So make sure you leave a review in the Hallmarkies checklist app and make sure you use a hashtag and say you want a sequel, a trilogy, a series, um, because they're listening, they're watching. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you after the next mahogany uh, movie. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.